Welcome to Playing With Fire, the podcast for people who are ready to custom build their love. We're talking about non-monogamy, however you design it, as an individuation opportunity. Want to leave the default and make your life spectacularly you? You're in the right place. Did We're we ready to go. Did we start? We started. Did we, we started? Sorry, I struggled a little bit to get the uh, recording going. Well, I don't think it was so much the struggle to start the recording going as like the um, the tumble of <laughs> massive problems leading up to this. It just took like 24 minutes to figure out yeah. how to... Which is a perfect... Get on Zoom. <laughs> perfect example of what we're talking about today. Shadow work? Sure. Shadow work. Monster. Monster work. <laughs> so I came into this thinking about, feeling about, all right, we're going to talk about, um, well, I want to talk about embracing, well, my monster. I'm going to tell you about my experience of embracing my monsters. <laughs> there isn't just the one. I like the idea that you just had the one. Yeah, like yeah, that that's, um, I'm not that simple. I used to think I was, but that was another monster. Your simplicity monster? My simplicity sure. monster. Yeah, kind of an oaf. Totally an oaf. Oh, so, um, yeah, and it came out in the lead up to this recording. Of course it did. Sure. Okay, so shadow work mm -hmm. and monsters. Yes. Why do we care about that on this show? Well, I know why I care about it. Yeah. I care about it because when... I didn't pay any attention to my monsters. Well, they like attention as much as I do. Ooh, they, that's a lot. <laughs> and they, which is a lot. And so they would make themselves known in other ways to anyone who cared to look, which wasn't me, by the way. And so they got to run the show. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's really, that's not an ideal setup. That was not in line with my goals. Okay. So when, whenever I talk about shadow work, whenever I talk about um, the shadow, um, I, I, wanna, I, I have to come back to when I was first introduced to the idea of shadow, um, which was a long time ago. And I think the thing that stands out to me m most is how, how challenging it is to recognize the simplicity of this idea, the utter simplicity of the idea of shadow. Totally. When it gets talked about so frequently, like right once you enter into the psychological, the realm of psychological work, shadow work gets talked about all the time or people will say something about the shadow and it can start to feel big. And I remember I had heard about it, heard about it, heard about it. And then I was like, what is this thing, shadow work? And I thought it was gonna be this complicated thing. But in fact, it is so simple, so straightforward to begin doing our shadow work. And that's its beauty. It's so simple. But yeah. in looking for it to be complicated, I, I really missed a lot of my early opportunities to fully just lean into this beautiful uh, metaphor, right? It's really just a metaphor. It's a, metaphor. It's a way of thinking a, about being a person. I agree. It's beautiful. Okay. I find it so helpful and accessible. So the shadow, the reason 
we talk about it as the shadow is because we're talking about and and Carl Jung used this particular metaphor and talked about the shadow, you know, the thing that's behind us that we can't see. So if we're if we're looking into the light, the shadow is what is cast by our beingness and it is behind us and we can't see it. And yet, depending on which way you turn in the light, right, to extend this metaphor, yeah. you might be able to catch a glimpse of your shadow. And that's where the shadow work lies. Yes. It's in catching the glimpse of your shadow, becoming aware of it, and in becoming aware of it, then allowing yourself to recognize that you are not just what faces the light. Yeah. You are so much more complicated than that. And in embracing that fact about yourself, you can also then embrace that fact about others. Oh, yes, which then lets you relate to them as full people messy, messy complicated making mistakes yep. um not meeting your needs showing up in a way that feels um just wrong for your relationship and that doesn't mean that we have to accept everything we don't have to um say well just because someone is like this i have to accept them as they are and not and not negotiate for myself i don't i don't i don't advocate for uh my father was fond of telling me that he only had one face. That's what I thought you were going to say. You're right that you're just this one simple this thing. This one thing. I, no. I only have one face. I can't no. change it. Of course we can. Of course we can yeah. be complex and we can negotiate with our partners and we can work together to shift how our dynamics, how our, how our both conscious and unconscious parts, our shadows, how they play together. But if we can't accept our own shadow material then it is going to be a bear oh, to it to live with another human. <laughs> yeah. Cuz they got one too. Yeah, right. So I I loved that you brought this topic up and I felt myself sort of pushing away from it because I actually swim in this all day long. Right. I am constantly doing shadow work whether I'm explicitly calling it that or whether it's just sort of running the background of my my awareness in my coaching work. I'm working with shadow material all the time and even even so even doing that sometimes I forget how the, this core simplicity of it is what I struggle to accept about myself the shadow the simplest way I've ever heard it described is actually like it's it's straight out of Jung's work the shadow is that which we wish not to be Right. We do not, we have no wish to be. The shadow so, is that which we have no wish to be. <laughs> so I have a, um, a list of my monsters that live in the shadows. And that... I like that you're saying monsters because you're allowing them to be dark and other and not, oh, right? I like I find that so valuable. Like they are both me and um, autonomous. Mm. Yeah. And, and monstrous. And monstrous. They can be huge. Mm -hmm. Okay. I I think the the best way to work with this from here is like, let's talk about them. Let's let's, let's do it. I I I find personification to be one of the best tools for shadow work. Personification just means like, like imagining into this this figure within me, this this monstrous side, this part, this this aspect, and allowing myself to personify it to yeah. to make it more real by giving it qualities by noticing its qualities do you want to 
share first? I mean, I can. I, I do. I want to share first. And before I share, I want to say something about the image that I have in my head that I read in a book. Mm-hmm. Amazing book. Terry Pratchett. Um, I, you're a big Pratchett Absolutely fan. amazing writer. And there was a witch and she was at a crossroads. She was at a cusp mm-hmm. and she was given a choice between the dark and the light. She was standing at the the the, um, the, the border between them. Mm-hmm. It brings tears to my eyes to think about. And this bodiless voice was like, okay, choose, choose. She turned her back to the light and backed into it. It, just, it <laughs> makes me cry because uh, uh, um, acknowledging and embracing the existence of the dark and the monsters is freaking amazing. And then moving toward all the things that they oppose. So <laughs> here I am crying. So this is me yeah. I, on our podcast being <laughs> myself. Um, yeah, and that's it. You so, are a major weeper. I'm a major <laughs> weeper. <laughs> if you're familiar so, with the movie The Holiday, that is a classic line. So I stand here and I look and like, who who's there? Who in me? is looking to oppose the goals that I have set for myself. And, um... So the features of light, the, the thing you're yeah. moving toward, the, this thing that you and want. And light and dark, they're, they're meaningless concepts. They're whatever you find valuable or anathema. Mm-hmm. The things you want and the things you don't want. Whatever you feel that way. So it's about. not objectively no, about light I, and I dark. I don't think so. It's a, it's, it's, you're talking about the subjective of... Up here. The subjective feeling of this is what I want. This is yes. what I wish we're all. This, this is, is what, what I, I want w- to be. This is what I want the this world is, to be. This is what, what I want, I want to the be. world to be. What I want to have in existence and, and what I wish I were. Yes. And then everything I wish I weren't. For example, in myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, in my life, in my day to day life, I have been racist. I've sexist, um, just an absolute disaster of a relational human being who has felt that I was the most important person anywhere on the road, in a room, just bad. Like all the things that I, you know, um, you know, Hallmark after school specials tell you not to be. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I have those pieces. And um, one of the reasons that I cry when this comes up is from relief of the difference between when I didn't know that this was me Mm -hmm. and when I do. (laughs) Because when I didn't, oh, those monsters ran the show. They were the ones who made the decisions that took the actions <laughs> that took the actions that influenced my life. Yeah. And now I get to look back and say, "What? That? No, I never wanted that." Well, part of me did. Part of me Ha-ha! did. What are you going to do about go. that? That's the work in the That's shadow work. That's the work. It's me. Right. I wanted that. Wasn't all I wanted, and not all of me wanted it. And it may not be aligned with your conscious values. Nope, not my conscious values. 
and yet some part of you wanted it. And as long as we are rejecting and repelling it and pushing it out of our consciousness, it will continue to pop up like that beach ball under the proverbial water. Yep. Oh, yeah. And it'll burst forth out of the unconscious into the world that you inhabit at times you do not want it to. Yep. And every time it comes up, it has all the energy it had when it went away. Because you haven't, because I hadn't done anything to, um, mm. to relate to the monsters, to learn what they wanted and find ways to get them what they wanted right. without causing the damage and trouble to the people around me. Right, because this stuff comes out sideways. I mean, there's a reason oh, yeah. we have that phrase, oh, yeah. right? Like, oh, that really went sideways, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, as you attempt to move toward a, a desired outcome, I, <laughs> if you are not aware of yep. your own antithetical wishes, yeah. wants, unconscious motivations, yep. Yep, it's that's where go. I want to go, and now I'm going that way. <laughs> it's like me roller skating. No, Dang you're, it. you're it's doing getting great. better. You're it's getting doing better. Great. But no, like there, there's this real energy, and and the other big way that we see shadow, or we can become aware of shadow. So this is shadow work, but sometimes we become aware of it only when we're um, debriefing about a way an interaction went. Because we can see some of our shadow material when we have projected it. Right. right. If I can't accept yep. it in myself, if I can't accept this quality, let's say, let's say sexism. Here we are. Um, you were socialized as a boy and a man. Um, you are now exploring your non-binary nature, and I know that closer and closer to that reality every day. But and yet still, there's all the life that I have had in this socialized boy and person. as a person who accepted that like you you also totally. wore yeah, it just wore you it, wore it. Mm -hmm. so sexism is the thing that you named there yeah and when you have when you and i were friends long before we were romantic partners um i remember you really disavowing your sexist nature I, I remember a really clear time when you were. I remember were exactly so... where we were. <laughs> well, yeah. then you, you share the story because yeah. because it's such a beautiful. Well, so we were sitting in our living room, basically snuggling and talking about the experience of women in the world, and the problems with the culture. And I remember saying, and you know, if you heard different words than what I remember, then please tell me what they were. But what I remember was. I was like, well, I mean, there's so many things to do. And I don't think feminism is where I'm going to spend my energy. Yeah. Now, in that moment, no, it doesn't matter. I was going to say some things that were probably going to come out like excuses because the monsters are in there like, well, don't show anybody. Right. Don't let anybody know the monsters are in here. Mm. Well, no, no, there they are. And so one of them was like, now, don't be a feminist. You know what? You got power. You've got uh, simplicity. You don't have to worry about relating to other people and dealing with the power imbalances and the cultural um, unfairness. And you can just forget about it by saying, yeah, I'm not going to work on, an, on on feminism. Yeah. Oh, hey. okay, monster. Uh, what is it you do want? Because that's just keeping things the way they are. And there's enough of me who doesn't want that. 
Right. To so, say, let's have a conversation. So to be in conversation with yourself, yes, but first the the acknowledgement, the, oh, the and first. the 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 from an existential kink perspective, right? Like that's so that's um that's a particular take on shadow work, existential kink. Um you you might say that until you can really not just not just accept that that monster exists, but also allow yourself to feel the heat of it. Feel yeah. how that's yeah. that's got some oh that's got some zing for you. Whether that's yeah. erotic zing or whether it's just like that warm fuzzy feeling, there is some alignment. There's some yeah. there's some yes. There's some yes. Yeah, I and, didn't say that because it wasn't true. Yeah, so I think it, this is this was for me the big the big moment where I went from thinking that shadow work had to be really complicated to realizing, oh, it's really simple. It's just awful. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> it's, it's simple. You just have to say, hey, yeah. and those parts of me kind of suck a lot. Yeah. By my own evaluation. By Wait, my own values. by a conscious evaluation. And, conscious evaluation. And I like them. And I, I get like off. I, I'm getting off on them. This perverse, like this is, this is inverted, right? Like, so Thomas More talks about the, the, the perverse, the inverted image. This is the opposite of what my yeah. conscious self yeah. wants. And just as I might get off on having, being flogged in the bedroom, even though I would never want to be hit in my day-to-day -day life, mm -hmm. I, oh, there is some zing there. There's some, there's some real, I am in a yes here. I do want this. I am reveling in my sexism. I am reveling in my my power, my greed, my hunger for control. These are really hard things to admit. They are. And all the more so if we think we're supposed to present only good to each other. All the more so. Yeah. <sighs> Um, Especially in these close relationships, yep. right? Where I'm, I am attempting to let you in, and to let to to not just not just be someone you want to spend time with, but to allow you to see someone who you might not want to. That's it. So there, there you are relating to me, and uh, choosing to be vulnerable, to open up your vulnerability to the totality of who I am. And the totality of who I am includes monsters who want to hurt you. Right. So you, and you know that. I mean, you have been <laughs> studying for this forever. Well, for my whole life. For your because whole this, life, exactly. Because this actually, this is you know? such a, it, it's just um, the, the psychological language to describe what it was to grow up in a house with a six foot three, 300 pound father looming over me who my father did not intend to harm me. I really believe that. But he loomed as this enormous figure. And I, I felt like all I saw was his shadow. Mm. Um, but that was in part because we really couldn't talk about power and greed and sexism we couldn't talk about it in our house which meant that shadow loomed larger and larger and so then coming into relationship with other 
adult men in my life in particular, that pattern played out over and over again. And so you sitting in, sitting in our now living room, you know, having a cozy conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah in just the first few months of, I, so I, it was it in was our early. first few months yeah. or so of, of being in this in between are, we're not friends anymore. We're something else. What are we? Um, and you said that. And I remember thinking, oh shit, I've done it again. Mm. Yeah. You, you had, I, you had this delicious exterior of gentleness and calm and peacefulness, which is actually a quality that my first husband had. My father definitely carried these qualities of peaceful calmness, this stoic, um, still waters run deep sort of energy. Hmm. Yeah. And also this power hungry sexist controlling unconscious unreflected sense of are you kidding me i can't be for feminism i'm not even i don't even feel safe in myself my grown-up self is like oh these are little boys i was relating to like i was relating to your little boy parts who felt just as scared and overwhelmed by the the patriarchy by the by the by the systems that were in by the systems he didn't understand yeah so some of the most important parts of whatever amount of growing up i've actually done were acknowledging and understanding that so the early years of our relationship were hallmarked by me hurting him in multiple emotional ways and some wonderful growth. It's not all there was. It's not <laughs> all there was. And But when I look back at it, I think about the, the pain that I caused and the hurt. And it was when I recognized that the hurt, it didn't matter whether I had intended to hurt you. Right. The, that in, the intention didn't matter. And, and that's where the monsters come in. I started to learn to know my monsters acknowledge them accept that they existed like i didn't have to accept what they stood for i didn't have to endorse them oh there's the that's word. it right i didn't have, have to, to endorse like, them but i had no. to accept that they were there and this was their standpoint and and let's take it another another layer hmm. and embrace the fact that you've been enjoying it that is key yeah because enjoying does not mean we endorse so I'm going to That's take right. this to another nope. layer. You're right. Rape mm-hmm. fantasies. I have had rape fantasies. I have rape fantasies. I do not endorse rape. I do not want rape to happen. But there they are. But there but they are. the imaginal world. And I don't and mean I have that... these fantasies like they spring to me unbidden and then and I'm terrified and I run in the other direction. No, I lean in. They're fucking hot. So big content warning on this big show, I guess, warning, on the outside. But it's, but it's I, about monsters. It's so about yes, monsters. of course. This particular episode can't not go there. And when we... And I, I lean into those fantasies as well. And playing at that edge is, is scary. It is complicated and scary. And not doing it leaves the monsters energized and isolated. 
Right. So they get to do so you've whatever they want. you personified them really beautifully here. I've, and and it's very been very important to me, and you've helped me with this, personifying them without making them other than me. They're me. They're mine. Everything they do is my responsibility. Oh, the times that that you would tell me this happened and I'd be like, but I didn't mean for that to happen. And you're like, it doesn't matter. And of course it doesn't matter. It only takes like a half a second of putting myself in your shoes and remembering that there's a barrier, not a barrier. There is a boundary between, between you and me. We are not the same. You don't know what's happening in here. You can't. Right. You can only know what you experience of me. And if I hope and rely on the fact that you will know that I'm not a monster, and so you will interpret the things that I'm doing in positive ways, even though they are just universally negative for you, that's asking for you to live in a fantasy world. Mm. To not I really live that. in the real world with me. Because that's the other thing. It is self-harm. Because if I rely if i require you to do that mm -hmm. then i'm requiring you to live with someone who isn't me and that means i'm not living with you and now the thing that i wanted which was to live a life with you so now we're doesn't happen you said we're, we're there's a boundary it's like we're on separate islands and we start moving further and further now apart. there is a barrier now there's a an gap. actual barrier and a gap there's a gap yeah. and living in that fantasy world because we did we spent the first oh, yeah. five four four years together Yep. In trying to make fantasy, things that were imagined, to, imagined true. I, I, def, I desperately wanted to believe that you were who you were telling me. And Spoiler and I, alert, I wasn't. <laughs> and there was a song that really helped. There was a lyric in a song. Um, is it an Abbott Brothers song? The um, Love Me for the Man That I that is. Am. Not the man That's that I Abbott was, Brothers, right? yeah. I... I heard this particular song. I'll just link it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, it might be relevant for some people to hear. When I heard it, we were really, we were starting to really dig into this work. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm beginning to relate to you boldly enough and honestly enough to say, uh, to say what you have done has hurt me. And if you'll join me out here in this place mm. where we acknowledge that it hurt, I am not going to keep holding it over you. That I'm, was I'm gonna, so I'm gonna join important you there. to my, I mean, I am not a bold person. You, you just described it very well. Yeah, bold. Do this. Actually be present with all of the parts of you, known and unknown, accepted and unaccepted. Bring them in. Let's be together. It was such a bold position you took. But I had to deal with one of my monsters then. One I'm still dealing with right now. Even even right now in this episode. Which is that I have a monster who wants to say, Well, I'm above that. I didn't do that. So I must be better than you. My my oh. my self-righteous. Yeah. It's it's a victim state and self-righteous at the same time. It's like it's like grandiose self-righteousness and a victim. Mm -hmm. All tangled up because I could sit here and pretend like I didn't co-create that situation with you. And I could pretend like I wasn't getting off on that victimized, um, 
kinky ass submissive spot that I was holding when I, I didn't identify with any part of my submissive self. I'm a switch, but I didn't identify with that at all at that point. Right. So it was all coming out unconsciously. Yeah. And it was leaving us in a place where we were playing out real time in our bank accounts, in our household, in our relating. We were playing out our power yeah. dynamics that are much, yeah. much better homed in a dungeon. Very much so. Much better yeah. honed in a negotiated, consensual kink dynamic. Um, or relegated to the page or the stage. Or yeah. allow something yeah. else to hold it. Some creative outlet to hold it. Another song coming up. The, uh, the uh, Suzanne, Suzanne Vega, Vega song yeah, about that's what I was the page too. and the stage. Yeah. If your monsters can't be born, can't be, can't be held in the relationship that you currently are in, um, I mean, there are... There are people out there doing shadow work. Awesome. Go find a coach. Go find a therapist who's doing this work. Go find someone who can hold this. Go join um, a men's group where shadow work is part of the work. Or um, get creative with it. Creative expression yeah, is creative another tool. So yeah. shadow work isn't all work. A bunch of it's play. Mm -hmm. A whole bunch of it's yeah. play. And when you and I shifted from having this be, okay, we're gonna we're gonna haul our asses into the into the seats and we're gonna do this shadow work. We're gonna deal with our unconscious crap. We're gonna really pull it out. And we started playing with it. Yeah. And I started owning the fact that wherever you had moved into a position of power, if I could simultaneously call that out and say, I'm going to name this. I see you grabbing for power. I see that monster. Yep. And at the same time, I'm going to say, part of me wants to grovel and wants to be like, oh, poor me, and wants to, wants to crawl. And part of me wants to point a finger at you and say, look, look. at you. Mm -hmm. Look at this horrible thing you're doing to me. And both of those parts of me are now wrestling and desperately trying to gain control of my conscious self right i keep finding my my face smiling like i'm not sure i should be smiling at these things that we're saying but one of the reasons that i'm smiling is well first of all monsters like well that sounds good <laughs> that sounds awful and good but also the the multi-dimensional multiplicity necessary to to bring all of this stuff together Yes. And to to be you and me in the same place, it's stunning. <sighs> it's stunning. And it took me years to learn enough to be able to do even the basics of it. Right. Which, you know, is partially because I lived a very simple life before. And it was on not purpose. on purpose. I and so I wasn't pursuing multiplicity and complexity. Even though, I mean, all of my training was, you know, I, I would I would look into the physical world for the complexity and the, the physics and the, the various different engineerings and things. I'm looking for complexity. This is awesome. This is great. And then I would look at people and be like, let's be simple together. Wow. No, we're, we, we, multi, we complex people learn some very complex things about the universe. And by the way, we're part of it. Right. You're not separate from. You're not separate. You want to study so physics. You want to leave humans out of it. It's pretty, pretty awkward since you're yeah. using a human brain to do that. Can't do it. Can't That's do an that. awkward move, scientist yeah. man. Um, okay, I, I when I think about doing this work with you, one of the things that gets me excited, um, and it's something that 
I have rarely found anyone else who really wanted to dive into this. I mean, I found lots of clients who dive into this and it's amazing and it's exciting, but um, not every partnership is for this. No, 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 not, no. I, you know, I have dated widely. Nor should it be. You, and, your partnership is whatever you want it to be. Right. You don't have to. This doesn't have to be something that you bring out in every relationship. And this is not required. There are lots of containers to do this in, but you know, we talk about kink and we've talked about kink on this show as a as a sexual act but <laughs> for me kink isn't it's a, a little se- more it's complicated a psychological than that. yeah yeah practice it's a psycho and i don't just mean it's psychological play and i don't mean just hey since it's kinky you might you, like hey there's probably some psychology there i mean no 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 it's the same thing it's the same thing the, yep the way that we have learned to engage with each other's monstrous parts is the same energy that I have learned to enjoy erotically with you. And yet I've dated widely and I have found only a couple of people who even want to entertain coming close to this stuff. Even though I found plenty of people who are willing to play with the regalia and the acts the physical acts of kink so let's just sort that out a little bit that's that's good i like that you and i sometimes engage in elaborate kink play and the last time (laughs) that i engaged with you in this kink play right like as regalia but not in the psychological it was a complete failure it was a complete flop it was awful it was floppy flop and that was what was missing (laughs) It was, was it was the regalia. It was just the acts right. without the the backing of a point of view, uh, a psychological relationship. Right. So that's why for me, um, kink can can really it can be two entirely different things, um, and they they may overlap, but when they don't, um, it's only ever half. Of of the yeah. joy for me, if, if. so the regalia and the acts and the behaviors and the actions and the like impact and store even story and all of that, unless it is with someone who is willing to acknowledge and and deeply intertwine with my psyche, I it's only it's only a fragment of what the potential is, yeah. and. As we've explored this, it's also a place where I couldn't do the same work with any of my therapists. I've had a number of wonderful therapists um, who embrace my shadow. And yet the work I have done with you inside the container of our our relationship in negotiated power exchanges, in, in kink behaviors, in the stories, and then in the debriefing and the, and the, coming to terms and sharing about what this is bringing up and in the fights and in the oh, yes. confusion oh, yes. and in the tears. Yep. I couldn't do that with my therapists either. And so for me, this is a, a massive benefit and it takes investment. You know, showing up to therapy week after week takes investment. I show up, I, I pay the bill, I do the work, I need to do any in-between um, homework or stretches I'm given. I need to be present. I need to maybe track my dreams, whatever I need to do. And when I show up to our dynamic, thinking about it as part of my psychological growth, as an 
actual container where I'm implicitly and explicitly doing this. We're getting into our psychological growth. If my relationship is my individuation container, I have to be willing to invest in it. Yeah. Which means taking some risks, but also showing up and really being present to the fact that it is not all going to go well. Some of it's going to be messy not. and difficult, and that's part of the investment. But that's part of the experiments. Yeah. Like sometimes it doesn't go the way you want to, but then, so I came to you with um, with a with a with a kink plan, and I did a bunch of things to you, and you were like, oh, "Okay, yep, nope." That didn't work. And it was far more complicated like this than just that. Instance. This particular instance. You had a particular... instance. This is one day, one night. And it, I realize now, so I came into this episode thinking, embracing the monster. The problem with that was that I didn't let you see the monster. Oh, totally. That was the problem. I mean, there were others too, but but if I had been uh, like, here's where really I'm coming one. from. Here's, here's the energy. Here's the psychological state of mind I'm in that brings me to this spot. If I had done all that, the whole rest of it would have worked. But instead, I just let him act and didn't let you see him. And I didn't recognize what was happening soon enough to to say, hey, 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 I actually, I need your point of view. Yeah. I need to do this. And that's one of the downsides to knowing somebody really well. Yeah. Right? Oh, it, it is, right? I, You're like, oh, I know. I know what's happening here. I, I know what's happening here. I don't know what's happening here. Yeah. But that yeah. also goes for my relationship with myself. So I imagined in that yeah. in that evening that I knew you well enough that we could just go ahead and that I knew myself well enough. And then I had, I got triggered because and I got that full no. Yep. And I did. I, I I used my no, but I used it about five minutes past when I should have. Right. And in those five minutes, a lot of stuff I was happened. abandoning myself. Yeah. And and that was a um it was just a reminder that imagining that we are that we're done with any piece of work oh, is such a trap. Yeah. So when I think about doing shadow work I sometimes people ask me like, well, will this just go on forever? And I think, yes, and that's good news. Yes, this effort will go on forever for your life. Um, but ideally, it won't be the same. Ideally, you're not just going to go around in a cycle. You're not just going to cycle around doing the same, playing out the same thing. Instead, it's I want it to be a spiral. I don't want a concentric circle. I want like yeah. I want to you come spiral back to the same spot. Out. It's a little different. Yeah. And then a little different. And I keep working through. Yeah. So if I think about it in the term, um, the term I've heard samskara from Buddhist texts that that idea that we can just be in a loop and we just keep playing out the same story over and over, and I keep playing out my same suffering over and over. If I if I begin to surrender the idea that I that I already know how this goes and I already know the stories behind it, then I can allow I can allow myself to participate fully in this dynamic shadowy mess. Yeah. And I can't do that with every single individual I interact with. It's okay to not think so, yeah. Yeah, it's... to not interact this way with everyone. And if you're if you're in a situation right now, if you're in a relationship where you haven't created psychological safety for this, that's okay. I, I just want to like name that that's that is just a way things can be and you can you could decide to intentionally create the psychological safety for that. You could co-create that with someone. But I've had some really 
lovely relationships that do not include this. Yeah. And that's just yeah. fine. And now when people ask me if I'm kinky, I'm like, yes. And yet that has nothing to do with you. Like we can, we can talk oh, yeah. about okay. that, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to, um, I'm going to let you know when we've begun to create a psychological container that could potentially hold that. Um, because I'm not willing to just participate in acts for the act's sake. Because for me, it's not accomplishing. Like, that's not what I'm in relating for right. personally. That's how things went On the other hand, that time. Right. On the other hand, I can absolutely prepare myself for a solo experience, go to a club, experience things without any psychological connection to anyone else, be in connection to myself... Yeah. Right? And have myself as my partner in that moment. Yep. And that can be just as delicious. And that the other person might be totally not sharing their story. So there are so many ways that we could work with shadow. And one of them is to work with your shadow yourself. It has nothing to do with relationship. We've been focused on this relating aspect. But I I just want to remind people that not everybody's partner is on board for that. Yep. That does not mean you can't do it. This is a way that we have been working with it. But if you begin to relate to your own monsters, like you've been talking about. Exactly. That's all that, that, that is it. And that is actually, I think the primary work is to continue to do your noticing, naming, personifying, um, getting to know your monsters and um, allowing them to become really legible to you. Yeah. Without allowing them, as you said, to run the show. To run the show. And it's really delicious work. And you, so you don't need someone else for that. Nope. Though you might want a guide. You might want someone to be alongside you. This feels like a really good time to tell people that there's such a thing as the sexual shadow masterclass. Oh, yes. It certainly does. <laughs> That's not actually why <laughs> we not where we were headed, but episode, here it is. But, um, yeah. So I recorded a class. I, I gave a class live um, last December, and we recorded it. And the sexual shadow masterclass was designed to give the method, some of the ways that I ask people, that I help clients engage. So I'm not a touch professional. That's not what I do. Yay, sex workers. That's not, you know, my my work falls under the umbrella of sex work because I talk about sex, but I don't do touch work. You don't need to do touch work to engage with the sexual shadow. And the shadow is not all sexual. As we've discussed, the shadow runs across every realm. It's everything. But if you're listening and thinking about all the kinky, yummy, sexual areas of this, great. Um, The Sexual Shadow Masterclass, you can find it at sexualshadowmasterclass.com. Um, or you can go to my website um, and find it. It's sixty-seven dollars, I think. I think it's sixty-seven. Yeah. And I explain more about the shadow, go into why it matters, why why we would want to work with it, and then break down seven methods. And I give you seven case examples of how I've watched people work with these aspects of themselves. Seven methods to dig into, like, well, how what how do I even identify my shadow areas? Because the shadow's hard to see. And yeah. So it takes some tools. So the shadow work tools are, what are the methods? What, how, do I, how do I do this? How do I uncover this? Um, yeah, I mean, I love to work with people individually. In my individuation coaching, my, my year-long or year-plus-long programs where people work with me privately, we do this work. It's an important part of the work. But you can get started yourself. Um, and I would encourage yep. everyone to explore this concept. 
And also, if you've ever had a lover or a valued other come to you and share some of their kinks, the Sexual Shadow Masterclass might be a good place to start understanding their perspective a little bit. They may not even have that language, but if you've struggled to accept what they're bringing you, you might you might dig into that because um, shame and repression can get in our way of understanding how sex and shadow intermingle. So let's start putting words to it. This is such a delicious episode. Love Thank it. you for making this episode with me and for being your whole full self thank you and for sharing your shadows and your monsters i know that's really vulnerable work and i'm i'm really honored not just that you would share that with me but that you will share it in this um this container that we've created called playing with fire right this this space 